0: Welcome everyone to the Summit of Podcasts. This is where we're talking about movies, shows, games, and whatever the heck we want. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. And I am joined by my good friend John, and I am Chris, and we are your co-hosts for the day. John, how are you doing now that we've got one foot in 2021? Oh
1: man, it feels... I, I'm, I'm so full of, of cautious optimism. I don't, know, I don't know what to do with myself.
0: You know, you you know, we could say that we did it, everyone. We survived 2020. We made it into 2021. Cue the music. We did it, everyone. I hope you're all happy. We did it. We made it. No one no 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 one was lost, you know. No, every it was terrible. 2020 sucks and we should be happy that we've made it into 2021. 2021. The memes are really great. I will say that about 2021 where it's like, oh, it's actually 2020 extended or it'll be like,
1: (laughs) yeah, it's December 32nd.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's so terrible. Um, Yeah, but uh, for today's episode, we're just going to review stuff from 2020 that we liked. We're just going to try and keep it positive because we did lose a lot of amazing people from 2020, like a a Chadwick Boseman or an Alex Trebek. And it's just it's very sad yes and we could lament about 2020 um but we just want to get excited for 2021 or maybe some nice things that happened for us who knows but uh you know maybe there are some things we would not have watched in 2020 that we ended up having to watch because gosh nothing was coming out so you know this (laughs) is a just a nice discussion between you and i you know yeah yeah john yeah um uh, and and I'll throw this out there. Uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, obviously we reviewed it and everything. I'm very happy to have seen, and I'm not going to spoil it too much, but I'm very happy to see how that thing came about. And uh, I'm excited for all the announced stuff coming out next year with Lucasfilm. I'm very looking forward to
1: 2021. Oh my gosh, man. I So many great shows came out this year um yeah like the mandalorian season two the boys season two we got tiger king uh i mean it it was i would say a golden year for for long form storytelling on streaming services and i i think i mean disney has definitely put all of their weight behind disney plus and really heavily relying on the storytelling through that uh content producer and and oh my gosh man like there's just so much good stuff to look forward to in the future from that um i i think people are really realizing that you know movies are great for big event films um and small intimate moments that that don't really need more than a couple hours of time but that if you really want a good story to be told um in its entirety that streaming services provide a great venue for that um so it it, we had a lot of good content come out we have a lot more coming out in the next couple years and that's got me really excited
0: yeah and i think um one of the interesting thing is that even though everything on streaming usually comes out day one when disney plus was like no we're gonna keep to the one day a week and then the boys doing it i think that's just better for a fandom yeah it's just, and it's better, it's not great for social media, because, like, it, it's like, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, if I go on social media and I see something that spoils it, I'm screwed. Because when the finale for Mandalorian Season 2 came out, like, I watched it uh, immediately, but I can't imagine someone, like, who has to work and then comes back home from work and then they just see, like, the YouTube thumbnails Spoiling something huge in there—it was everywhere, and it's just, ah, uh, come on, people, we can't wait. Why you gotta throw it up on there so easily? I saw friends on Facebook being like, "Oh my God, they brought such and such into the show. Holy bleep!" And they're just going in nuts. It's like, okay, well, you know, you're ruining it for other people, but it's your decision. I uh, mean,
1: I, I think you have that problem uh, when you dump it all at once, but I think with this, it's elevated. Least- yeah, well, and then you also get a chance to watch the rest of the story leading up until that final moment, and then you don't have the entirety of the show spoiled. You just have one moment after you've already caught up on the rest of it. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I, li- I, mean, I
0: like it. I, I, like, I don't like the spoil stuff, but I like that there's now... It is like Game of Thrones where it's like, did you watch last week's episode or did you watch the new episode? I like that we're getting back to that type of... Uh, yeah, just event television, Show. event television. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And like the uh, the impatient part of me hates it because I just want to sit down and binge watch as much as I want when I want. But then, like, it's that anticipation leading from one episode to the next, and the theory crafting and the amount of time you spend thinking about it really expands. Um, whereas if it all just kind of dumped at once then i mean like stranger things like you you watch all of it within a week or two and then you're done and then you have to sit there and wait like an entire year again for the next set season to come out or longer
0: yeah that's a that's a good reason for it uh but and you know we're me thinking about this year and stuff that i've watched uh we are doing a review of wonder woman 1984 we're doing a review of Soul uh, the week after that, so look out for those. Yes. But this year didn't have a lot of movies in it, but I got to say it's been fun to like, re-watch stuff like Star Wars. I, and I got to watch Rebels, which we haven't really sat down and talked about Rebels too much between us because I watched it after recommendations and then I kind of pushed you into watching it, and I'm so glad I did that
1: yes oh my gosh man just taking the time to sit down and go through the catalogs of these streaming services that we've had for a while um yeah I mean if nothing else 2020 has given us more time um in a lot of ways and the fact that we get to we got we had the chance to go back and and watch shows like that um I, I, I think really gave me a better optimistic look on the future of Star Wars um just knowing that there's qual like there's quality content like that out there that's not The Mandalorian uh, like they can, they can reproduce it in multiple different formats. Um, it was that was that was a great show.
0: Yes, it was so good. Uh, also, like I want to ask you like, cause I still haven't been to a movie theater and I imagine you haven't either. Um, nope. Movie movie theaters in the international space have kind of reopened. Um, mm-hmm. Here in the U.S. it's a little bit of a slower kind of build. Uh, I wanted to revisit that because it is one of those things that people are saying streaming is the future, which I'm not arguing against. I very much believe it is the future. I have no problem with streaming as the future, but I would like movie theaters to do more. Have you thought of anything insane that would bring movie theaters back?
1: Um, I mean, it would... I think they're really going to have to step up their game as far as the experience, because that's really the only thing that separates them from watching it at home. I mean, without spoiling anything, when we were talking about our Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four review, um, we or at least before we started recording, we talked about how viewing it in a theater would have had a different impact on us than when we watched it at home on a TV or a computer screen. Um, and, and so when you when you talk about if people are going to go back to theaters like they used to, I think people have that level of comfort now and know what it's like just to watch a movie at their house. So when they're trying to stand apart from just a more convenient experience, I think the, I mean, the seats are the first thing you think about. Uh, The comfort of those, I think um, alcohol is going to be more prevalent in a lot more theaters. Oh no. Uh, I mean, just gearing (laughs) it more towards adults, which I mean, Say what you will about that. I mean, it's. I I think it says something about the theater when you know that it serves good food and you can get drinks at it. Um, but I mean, really, like, as far as the like the theatrical experience goes, there's not a whole lot else they can really control. Um, because I mean, you have. I like I go I go for for the visuals and for the, the sound and how it completely just envelops you. And you're, you're really taken out of um, your world and put into the, the world of the movie a lot more thoroughly than if you're just sitting there watching it at home with my TV speakers. Um, unless you have like a big movie room with surround sound and can replicate that experience in your own house. Um, that's the reason why I would go for big event films. But I, I think really it's just like the major films that I'm going to go back for. I mean, I'm not... I, I think I can wait for, for the movies to come out on streaming or come out on Redbox. Redbox that don't really require a giant theatrical experience to see.
0: Yeah, and we talked a little. We we actually did not talk about it at all on the Wonder Woman review. So we could go into here about at least for me when I'm watching because I've I've watched two new movies on uh, streaming platforms this past week, and. I got to say I am a little bit more acceptable I I'm a little bit more um uh accepting of these movies like it's just, just because it's just there in front of me I have to take no effort to go to the theater to go watch them. So it is nice, you know. I I and I think that's the thing about it when it comes to the theater that when we walked when we walked out of the last Jedi I was so and initially, so disappointed. I was so sad, and I have talked to you about it. Where I just did didn't feel like that was a the film I wanted to see, and I was disappointed. I went to the theater for it, you know. But then after it coming to Disney Plus and watching it a couple times, I'm like, all right, I get it. it's a it's a little bit more acceptable, I think. And now that I think about it, like it just maybe it's a streaming thing where i'm less critical of a movie because i'm not going to a theater i'm not putting on you know like khaki shorts to go i'm in like you know my boxers or i'm in basketball shorts with a comfy shirt on or maybe i'm under like a blanket watching this you know it's not i'm in my more of my element instead of popcorn i'm eating gyoza like the way i want to (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it's a what do you think
1: yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be really hard now that people have... Like, the norm has been changed to people preferring comfort rather than going out and making a day of it. And maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just us. And maybe more people than we realize are craving that um, out-of-norm experience that kind of puts them out and that they can have a day of um, and, and that change of pace. Um, so maybe maybe there's going to be more of a resurgence uh, at least initially, back into the theaters when they become available. Um, but I, I I, don't know. To, for me, it's more of a convenience thing. And if if I can watch a movie as many times as I want in the comfort of my house, then yeah, like if, there's not so much pressure to try and catch everything on the first viewing or um, to jump to quick conclusions about how I feel about it initially because I can let it sit, I can think about it, but then I can go back and rewatch it and really delve into how I actually feel about the film. Um yeah. so so maybe if the last Jedi had come out and we saw it at our house and then we rewatched it immediately, maybe we wouldn't have had such a visceral reaction like we did the first time. Um, but maybe that's just a context where then the Rise of Skywalker came out and that reconnect recontextualized things for us and that's a whole other discussion. Did it
0: retextualize?
1: Um, yeah. Uh so maybe I mean it, it's definitely more of a convenience versus um experience uh this type of discussion for theaters
0: i think it's i think it changes my critical eye towards it uh quite honestly i think i'm just more forgiving when i watch it on a streaming deck uh, just the idea of like going out to a theater paying eight bucks going to the experience like i said just going out having to put on shorts you know <laughs> um it, it, you dress up to go into this theater where. I try and sit far away from people regardless. So I'm not even in the best spot, depending if there's a lot of people or something. Um, but you know, like we said, theater's got to change. And I I think the Alamo draft house, which people have talked about a lot before where it is like, Oh, I'm sitting in, in i I'm sitting in a seat and someone's serving me food, but I'm also getting a movie, but the food is also good. Like, you know, something's got to change. And it's not just like, oh, you know, here in the reception area, here's your beer, go find your seat. You know, no, give me a server. Make, let's make this bigger. I I don't mind shelling out more money for that type of experience. And then maybe next door is the cheaper version of it. It depends so that everyone gets, gets their stuff,
1: you know? I mean, I would almost then have like an MVP section maybe towards the, the middle or the back of the theater where like you pay an extra fee to have access to a server who can come and, and give you more of that type of experience and so that way it's separated from the rest of like the general public but no um, kids no kids. No, no kids no kids exactly no kids. that's just a general rule for movie theaters if you're going to go see anything pg or above no kids no if, if you yeah if you, anything pg pg because i mean let's let's be honest maybe maybe adults are going back for like a nostalgic experience
0: wait no anything above pg no kids not and pg
1: oh no 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 because no. let's be honest man like i went back and i watched frozen 2 for the first time and i would not have been i would not have been okay if kids were involved in that experience
0: oh wow well. they should should they have kidless theaters
1: oh you just you just solved the problem
0: Oh, is that the problem? No, yes. I said I said no kids for the dining because the mom's gonna be like, "Well, he doesn't like fries, so can I substitute that with mashed potatoes?" Okay, go fine. Uh, oh, wait, there's gluten in mashed potatoes. Uh, uh, let me change it for something. Actually, I don't think there's gluten in mashed potatoes, but still, someone stupid would say something. Not not that they're stupid, but someone, you know, I don't know. It's
1: Bra- Braxton can't eat gluten.
0: Braxton, his or his. <laughs> Braxton can't eat gluten and Chad over here can only drink Mountain Dew. So (laughs) I don't want any of this, whatever you've got seven up or something. I want the real Mountain Dew, which seven up is more like Sierra Mist and all that stuff. But I I don't want, like, and no Dr.
1: Thunder, none of that crap.
0: Is that what it's called? Dr. Thunder. Yeah. Is that RC Cola?
1: That's a generic version of it. Dr. Thunder.
0: Yeah. I feel, like mountain, Do- mountain Doctor- <laughs> I feel like Doctor Thunder. I feel like Doctor Thunder belongs to a cinematic universe.
1: <laughs> it's uh, it's it's the uh, scientist version of Thor.
0: Oh, it's the scientist. If Thor were smart. Yeah, smart Thor. It's smart, smart Thor. Thor. <gasps> Why haven't they done that? Smart Thor, Doctor Thunder.
1: That's that's a whole other discussion too.
0: But isn't that isn't that lo- Thor love and thunder? Isn't that isn't uh, Jane super smart so? <laughs> dr thunder it's dr thunder jane somehow is dr that, thunder
1: s- somehow that sounds more patronizing
0: is it how is it more patronizing i'm calling her oh wait is is jane seymour not wait now i'm thinking of the actress no what's her name jane something what's jane foster jane foster yeah not jane seymour jane seymour jane
1: seymour hoffman
0: jane no well jane <laughs> seymour is uh is the bond girl from uh uh the roger moore days with um uh, oh, uh live and let yeah. die she looked great and she's also the mother from uh wedding crashers
1: oh my gosh
0: i know so much so much lore and backstory for all you listeners out there all three of you um <laughs> well, what we're we talking about dr thunder jane foster
1: yeah yeah she's smart she'll be how's it patronizing no i mean it just it somehow just like that name itself just sounds I don't, I don't know like it it sounds like you're um i don't know like a ben shapiro making fun of someone for having a doctorate other than in medicine huh Whoa! i
0: i remember i had a teacher in high school who was like my name is doctor and then he said his his you know and he was a teacher you know, he wasn't like saving lives. He was like, but I want you to call me doctor. I didn't go to eight years of Pete. And I'm like, you know, he's got a good point. I yeah. can't, I can't, I can't get mad at this man's logic. And he taught at the local university. So I was like, I mean, doctor it is. I mean, if I have a heart attack right here, there's not much you're going to do, but you're still doctor. Oh, Chris. Oh boy. Wait, was that, was that bad? Was that offensive? <laughs> All I'm saying is give, you know, you go to eight years as a doctor. Uh, maybe you and I go go in different ways when it comes to the doctor thing.
1: Oh, I thought we were doing a bit. I didn't realize you were actually serious here. Oh, wait. No, I'm being serious. Oh, Chris. Do you disagree? I know anybody who puts the schooling in and and who has worked towards a Ph.D. of any kind, whether it's medical or not, they deserve to be called doctor
0: so then why again on jane
1: foster's case
0: oh my gosh if she was called jo- dr Th- am i missing something <laughs> have i gone into another universe and just don't know it? no i <laughs> it's fine did was... you set me up did it's you try fine. and alley oop me but i totally missed it yeah do you I- know I what an alley oop the is same wavelength there please tell me you know what an alley oop is yeah you're lying to me i know no it. no, no you am serious t- oh gosh this is so off the rails but this is what we need something relaxing where the pressure isn't on we're going to 2021 everyone be cool watch your step it's gonna be fine uh
1: that sounded a little threatening
0: chris it did it sound threatening you know maybe it needs step, to be you're
1: gonna get a sweet tea to the face
0: <laughs> oh let's talk about that oh my gosh i watched the full video
1: that's yep. so great uh, yeah, I, I had just seen little GIFs of just that moment and then I watched it for the first time with Jill last night and oh man. It it made that so much sweeter when I realized how badly he deserved that to the face.
0: I love all the comments on the videos where everyone's making fun of the guy when he, he's like when he when the when the man is on top of him and he's like, Call me call me it again and he the guy the the white guy get here with the T is like, Okay okay, and everyone's making fun of him. Why is he saying okay like that? Like, he didn't just get smacked in the face with a a twisted T. He's just like, all right, man. I hear you. Calm down. Like, you just got smacked so hard. And then he gets punched a few times, too. And wrestled to the ground. But the way he says, okay, it just, it reminds me of, like, a meth head,
1: for sure. (laughs) He had to have been on something at that point.
0: Oh, it's all over his face. But I don't know if that's, like, drugs or being drunk i
1: i think it's a combination of maybe being crossfaded i don't know maybe i mean he was he was definitely not thinking clearly after that oof no
0: i, I wonder if like if i were to if i were to run over that guy with like a rav four or something like a toyota would he under the wheel also say okay okay <laughs> i hear you and just like, so that's how it's gonna be okay okay <laughs> When is, when is it appropriate to sound like that? Being like, okay,
1: okay. Um, I, think when you, I think when you get hit in the face with a twisted T and realize exactly what situation you're in, I think that's a pretty reasonable response.
0: I think people, I don't want to pull up the comments now, but I remember someone would be like, I feel, I feel like this is him coming back to Earth <laughs> and realizing <laughs> the situation. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I see it.
1: Yeah. yeah, that moment of clarity when you realize how deep in it you actually are.
0: but i'm glad it was twisted tea because i mean no one knew about twisted matt if it was mike's hard lemonade i feel like it would just be taken over by a bunch of kyle's i don't know
1: yeah no that's that's free publicity right there
0: that's what people are saying for twisted tea like this is you know you are the you are the uh the anti-racist drink
1: (laughs) yep yep that's couldn't ask for anything better at the end of the year
0: i think it's funny that's tea why why is it funny that it's tea you know what i might be assuming things here so i'm gonna stop right there okay chris i know pivot it's a, it's a southern thing i <laughs> there i said it no i'm just kidding it's everywhere it doesn't have to do with tea it, it, it's it's is it more is it is it less does it seem scary to be hit with a tea or a lemonade
1: um tea lemonade, you might you might enjoy that tea is a bit more of a gamble as far as if it's sweet, tea, sweet tea or unsweet tea. Um, is it tea made in the South by a Southerner? Is it like northern tea? That's really not as good.
0: Well, OK, you know what? It's the type, ti- you know, you come out with that southern stuff. And me as someone who lives in lives in the most southern part of these United States that is colonized by a northern state known as New York. Yeah, I live in Florida. I would have to say I like tea to not rot
1: my tooth. So that's I, the only way tea is acceptable in any of the southern states.
0: No, I'm a proponent of unsweet tea.
1: Oh god, that's I, just watered down coke at that point.
0: I'd said I don't like I don't like tea that rots my teeth.
1: I, I don't know, want holes in my teeth. There's a science to it. You you heat it up, you use hot water so that you can dissolve an unreasonable amount of sugar in it, and then then you then you serve it, so you can't make it as sweet if it's if it's made with co- I don't know I mean, it, it's
0: it. a, it's, it, sweet tea in the south makes it is so sweet that my my mouth like constricts in a way that it's like I'm sucking on a lemon that's how sweet it is it's too sweet
1: I mean I say all this in defense of it, but I actually don't even drink tea so
0: well, you don't my... have a lot of things, but you got to defend your southern heritage, John
1: I do i do that's yeah. that's a right that's a birthright given to me So birth um, <laughs> to
0: visit the nearest cracker barrel and like baptize your kid in like gravy <laughs> <laughs> we
1: d- we baptize them in in mac and cheese oh so cr- cracker barrel mac and cheese that's i totally you thought
0: it. you were gonna say grits because isn't the cracker barrel mac and cheese no one buys that at the store
1: yeah, no, that's that's the worst one to get dry in a box.
0: <laughs> what is it? Uh, so the so if, for the listeners, the three of you there, we used to work at a grocery store, and no one would buy the Cracker Barrel, even when it was on sale. No one bought Cracker Barrel macaroni and cheese.
1: Yep, yep, that stuff always went out of date.
0: Yeah, what the heck, Cracker Barrel? You need to add some more love, but yeah, I don't. I, don't I do know have where...
1: a I do have a question for you to kind of get it back on the entertainment track. Yeah, sure, um, let's pivot. So as of today, we the the first of us recording this uh the office is no longer on netflix i did see um that. you can get the first two seasons for free on nbc's peacock which is a dumb name um but if you want to ever watch the office at all beyond season two you have to pay 5.99 a month for ads or 9.99 a month without ads um Ugh. were you were you ever heavily into the office
0: i still haven't uh no no the the answer is no, but I respect it. Okay. The, the memes okay. are are gold and I will never forget um my friends in high school explaining to me the mystic lore behind a mega desk. Yes. I just thought that was hilarious. If I worked in an office setting and I just had a giant like like two-layered desk on top of each other. I was like, yeah, that sounds
1: great. Well, that was that was quad desk. That was at the very end of the episode megadesk was just three it was like a big u one for one for gaming one for work and one for surveillance
0: (laughs) i it's it's that type of stuff that just i don't know you can't get mad at that kind of stupidity um those kind of jokes you know that's that's like high quality humor I, i gotta say and so that's where my appreciation for the office is but i've never watched it but The pay structure you described for Peacock is really bad to me.
1: Yes, Um, they (laughs) the one draw that they've announced so far for it is there's a cold open that was never aired for for the office. And they say uh, that they've included it on this and that by having it back on NBC's streaming platform, they can finally start putting out all of the content they've had in the backlogs. Uh, so all of this unaired footage is going to start being seen on Peacock, which I'm going to be honest, man, like I'm not going to pay $5.99 for ads or $10 a month for no ads for a show that I've already watched 14 times. And I've already got like 20 other shows on my plate right now that I'm I'm watching. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm really going to miss The Office. And Jill and I were watching it uh, for a couple hours yesterday before before the end of the day when it went off netflix but i don't know i mean like there is nothing really besides the office to draw me to peacock and that is i'm not going to pay ten dollars just for that
0: yeah that, that really just doesn't seem like when you're when a big portion of your marketing is having uh uh what's it tracy morgan say peacock and that's it <laughs> I, I don't think you've got a good service but Apparently, to Christopher Nolan, it's still better than uh, it's still better than HBO Max.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Which I don't believe because we're sharing HBO Max. Thank you, John. By the way, uh, for the record, it's on a it's on a video pod. It's on a podcast now with me thanking you. So, uh, ooh, and it has no official. context of all the love love letters I sent you over uh, over Messenger. <laughs> but. There's a lot of stuff to go through in HBO Max, so I'm kind of excited to use their platform. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think I think it's good for, like, a month or two of binging stuff. Um, like, I'm, I'm going to finally check out his Dark Materials. I heard uh, that's really good. Yes, yes. There's a couple of the little things that I've, I've wanted to watch on there. Um, maybe some movies that I had wanted to see but didn't really have the interest or want to really pay Anything for um, uh, like birds of prey. Uh, I, I'm going to rewatch The Losers, um, which was an incredible team movie before all of the um, uh, the hype for like the MCU and DC movies and stuff um, was really like at its peak. Uh, I'm probably going to rewatch Godzilla, King of Monsters, um, just just for the big fight scenes that I can turn my brain off for and then a couple of the dc animated films um that i haven't seen yet the death of superman me and you gonna watch it yep yep, that's gonna watch it um but i don't i don't know man like besides that there's not really a whole lot else that i'm really drawn towards chernobyl what
0: chernobyl i want to watch chernobyl the miniseries and then um, oh man
1: that's so good you definitely need to watch that
0: and then i'm probably gonna tackle Watchmen.
1: okay yeah, that's I've heard really good things about that too.
0: You haven't watched it either, have you?
1: I haven't, but I've I mean I've seen a lot of reviews and and stuff breaking it down, um, so I'm, I mean if I get to it maybe in the future, but I I think I'll probably have this service for about a month maybe two, and then shut it off and wait for another movie to come out and pay maybe watch a couple more things for another month and turn it back off, like it just doesn't seem like a permanent addition to my entertainment budget.
0: Mm, i would agree but you know speaking of that let's let's talk about the future because you bring up a point of turning it off and then turning it back on um and we there are a few movies on hbo hbo max that are going to come out but i'm curious like what is your most anticipated movie for 2021 because i'm torn john Mm -hmm. between no time to die and dune i don't know which one i want more right now
1: i mean i'd probably say dune just for the um the potential that it has in that universe like we know about james bond we know that daniel craig doesn't want to play him anymore and but he's it, the best james bond i know but like all of his films have been hit or miss it, it's alternate between a great film and a horrible film and or a good film and a bad film mm. and I, I think this one could go either way i mean rami Malik is a great actor um I think he's got the potential to be a great Bond film uh, villain, but I I don't have strong enough feelings about it to really be super passionate. Whereas Dune looks like it's creating this really intricate, beautiful universe, um, and and has the potential to be a great story, and has like its source material is already great, um, that has a huge fan base and a really loyal fan base, and so I think as long as they do right by it. I think it's going to be a very successful movie. It's probably a bigger draw for me than Bond by far.
0: It is one of those things for me, for when it comes to Bond, it's the music. And I don't mean like, oh, you know, the intro song, like I could, Billie Eilish, whatever. It's the, it's the, the, just the classic dun 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 like that jazz soundtrack so good good like it's the spy theme you know mission impossible like people do people know it more for its theme or do people know it more because it has tom cruise in it you know that's a discussion for the normies um which i would consider myself half normie so i am amongst them uh it's it's such a interesting conversation for me to think about because james bond like there's a moment in that trailer with no time to die where the music just goes from like one to 11 and you just hear all the notes and all the flavors of james bond and it's like the whatever 30 movies that are in that franchise or whatever just all hits you in one go when you hear the amped up music and see the action roll flip uh person uh woman spy kicks someone in the throat in a black red dress and spins around shooting akimbo guns i'm like okay i'm in baby i I don't know that's what it gets for me when it comes to james bond is there's so much history there's so much action and i just i i can't get over it's the coolest spy thing ever who doesn't want to be a spy
1: so then i'll ask you this can you can you recall any of the plot from quantum of solace
0: yes so the is this a legit okay it's legit okay of course you would have ask me a legit question of course (laughs) um so the quantum of solace is that there is a bigger group that he is infiltrating or no it's a smaller group of people he's infiltrating who are responsible for getting uh oh gosh the the casino royale job like that guy owed money to the people the 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 organization that do like evil things in the world and so uh daniel craig uh kidnaps the guy who took the money from that bank account at the end of the movie except he dies someone shoots him because they're everywhere in their organization they've infiltrated MI6 and so Bond goes to some stupid conference call and he announces himself like you need a better way to to do business blah 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 and then everyone leaves which sounded stupid and then it leads him to this uh, project in Bolivia that is a like not a good project, something about water. And there's a dictator's being given all this money so that he can let the organization drill it for water. Uh, yeah. And that's when he meets Olga Kerlenko, who's supposed to be Bolivian. And, uh, from there, yeah, she kills the fat dictator and Daniel Craig kills the leaves, the dude out in the middle of the desert who was part of that organization.
1: I'm going to be honest you could have made up every single detail in that. And I would have believed you because I don't remember a single thing from that film. I am paraphrasing and... so much.
0: Oh, oh. And then, um, oh uh, James Bond has sex in that hotel with that worker. And then they cover her in tar when he comes back and she's dead. Cause she's covered in tar. Oh no, she's not covered in tar. She's they cover, they basically drown her in oil. oh,
1: Oh my god! It's
0: so sad. It's so sad. Yeah, and she was she was smoking. She was she. I know. I would never say it in twenty twenty. Uh, she was very attractive, very attractive. Red hair. <laughs> I know, it's, a, it's a thing. I, I just just like you, John. I, red hair.
1: Oh, thank you. I mean, a lot of the Bond films, the story just kind of bleeds together for me, and maybe that's because I don't know enough about it and watch it enough. More Did frequently. you like Skyfall? Um, but I think, I think Casino Royale, Skyfall, mm. uh, and that yeah. one
0: of and that Spectre one also, AKA Octopussy.
1: I mean, Spectre only because it's the most recent and it's the most fresh in my mind. Uh, but those are like, I, those are the only ones I've remembered anything about the plot from, but all the characters just feel so, a lot of the characters just feel very interchangeable for me. Um, it, I, I don't know, man, like, Maybe it's because I didn't really grow up very invested in Bond when I was a kid. Um, I know you. I know that was much more of an influence on you. Pierce Brosnan, it, baby! <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm more into the sci-fi stuff and the comic book stuff. Um, like, the Suicide Squad's going to be a really big draw for me when that comes out. Um, that'll restart my HBO Max uh, subscription. And, and Godzilla vs. Uh, Kong, which I know you and I have different feelings about. But that's one of those big dumb monster movies that i do like so those two are probably my biggest uh things i'm looking forward to this year yeah yeah
0: i i I would probably have to say for 2021 it's it's probably dune because you bring up the point that it could be a hit or miss for james bond and i could if james bond is a flop i can live with that more than dune being a flop like the expectation for dune And I'm not one of those people who read the book. I just know how passionate that fan base is. And it looks so good. Yep. And the cast is phenomenal. Yep. So, I mean, it is... It's one of those weird things that people in the movie industry are really pulling together for Dune. They want... Like, people in the movie industry want that movie to be successful because of... What it means uh, for storytelling. So I'm, yeah. That that's probably the most anticipated movie so far for 2021. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, is there is there any like are there any shows that are coming out that you'd want to see, that you're looking forward to this year? Um, any other types of content? Any games? Anything else?
0: uh the Book of Boba Fett, which is confirmed to not be a continuation of the Mandalorian, but to be its own like mini series which is fine. Uh, Mandalorian season three is getting pushed back. That makes sense. Cause they have to schedule filming the volume, which I think they have two volumes now. I think when we saw the gallery, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm very, um, I'm, I'm very interested to see how the book of Boba Fett is kind of set up. Cause I did like the end credit scene for the Mandalorian season two and how they put that with a nice bow on top i did really like that uh but besides that i can't really think of anything really crazy in the games verse that's coming out for 2021 that i'm like head over heels for we're in a new generation of games uh Do you are, think, um, in-
1: cyberpunk 2077 in its completed state
0: <laughs> no i mean i'll i'll get cyberpunk 2077 when i have a probably next gen console which i usually uh, i'll wait for next gen console but um i'm not after all the stuff about 2070 cyberpunk 27 7 people saying like the driving is weird even if it's not buggy i'm just like ah you know uh the hype for it was really high up and i just traditionally with games i play a lot of I, I i'm very picky when it comes to games so i'm not really too into exploring very much except for i'm curious to see this is what i'm most excited for when it comes to games my anticipated thing with games What is the Pokemon company going to do for their 25th anniversary? (laughs) What are they going to do? Give me Pokemon snap, baby.
1: Oh my God. There's
0: and there's a main series game that's supposed to come out this year. So, which will probably come out in November. Okay. So who knows? It'll be, if it'll be a remake or a completely new game, people are saying it's going to be a remake and I'm curious to see what that is.
1: Yeah. That'll, that'll be interesting i think what about you i think the probably the biggest thing i'm looking forward to are just all the marvel shows i mean you know that's my baby that's that's the big draw for me Oh yeah falcon winter soldier looks good in two weeks from today as of us recording this we get wandavision and then basically from there on out we get a marvel show every month um or every two months i mean it's going to pretty much be a continuous thing from here on out so my body is ready and i'm i'm super excited about that
0: yeah when i think about it between wandavision loki and uh falcon and the wonder soldier i would say i'm probably more interested in the loki series because it looks visually stunning from the trailer we got and i do like that kind of they got they got owen freaking wilson
1: yeah, I mean, the thing that, yeah, that's, it's definitely going to be one of, oh my, I don't it's know, gonna be man. So you, it's so weird. I want the weird. Give me the weird. But then, then you think about WandaVision and all the things they're doing with that and how it's so stylized for every, every era and the fact that this is going to be like the first like trippy thing that they're introducing and like the multiverse through. Um, I, I, Like every, it, that's the interesting part about it though. Like every show has its own little niche and its own subgenre of how it's going to proceed like Falcon of the Winter Soldier is is another spy classic um Loki is like a time-traveling Doctor Who style type of thing um WandaVision is going to be this trippy sitcomy, uh multi-dimensional type story um uh and then every every future show after that has its own thing like uh She-Hulk is going to be the first comedy law sitcom thing um it's gonna be like a show from usa that's the thing man and like there's just so much new type of storytelling that they're able to do through disney plus and marvel now and it's just exciting to see how like we're not going to keep sorry we're not going to keep getting all these cookie cutter mcu style films anymore like now we actually get some more creative stylistic choices
0: yeah kind of like what what disney did with the Mandalorian. learning it's like hey do you want a western because here you go and it worked (laughs) out
1: well exactly i like i love when they take strong stylistic choices like that that make sense in the world but just help fill it out and expand on it more um like yeah like we said like in all of our mandalorian reviews like they had suspense they had horror they had western they had japanese uh style um there's just all of these different influences folded in on it that you couldn't do in a two and a half hour movie because you're limited by time, but with with the long form storytelling, it just opens it up for so many more options like this.
0: Yeah, I can't wait for my Wakanda uh, Korean uh, K-pop show.
1: You know it's coming down the road, man. No,
0: no, no, no. I'm just sure he's gonna um, get.
1: Sure, gonna get our own Disney Plus series. Sure. <laughs>
0: What would what would you call Shuri's show? Uh, Shuri, don't call me Shuri. <laughs> Bam, got him.
1: Got him. I'll, I'll take yeah.
0: my writing award from Warner Brothers, please.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that that could be good.
0: Also, out of context, no one unless they watch their review. Paul Bettany. Yes. Paul Bettany. As yes. as as Maxwell Lord.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Not
0: enough hair though. They're gonna need to put a wig on that.
1: I um, mean, they did for Pedro Pascal.
0: Yeah, but Pedro Pascal he has hair well, yeah, good point. Yeah yeah yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well well played. Well played.
1: Logic prevails at the
0: end. When the hair looks more real than your special effects. But anyways. that 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 beautiful toupee uh (sighs) yeah so i guess there's a lot of stuff coming out for 2021 especially from the disney plus side to be excited about so that is nice i'm curious to see how the relationship between hbo max at att and warner brothers works out with what they're doing um where you can go see the movie and then you can watch it on the streaming service day one
1: I mean, I think it's it's definitely going to hit their box office numbers pretty hard. Um, but I mean, it's because I, I don't know, man, because they're losing money on all this other content that like if, they, if, if more people are like me that um, will wait for like one film's release and then get caught up on other films that have already come out and they're only going to pay $15 or whatever it is um, for one month. Rather than multiple months of these films releasing, yeah, I I mean, yes, it's good for the consumer, but it's not really great for anybody else. I mean, because all of the the numbers that we're seeing from Wonder Woman and Tenet and Mulan, they're really undercut from where they would have been if they were released in theaters solely, Um, and and they can't just rely on an international theater market for all of their income. Like they're gonna need the U.S. too, so I, I think it might be good just for this year, just until we get like, solid ground again for the first time, um, and have everybody able to be back in theaters. But I, I think for like a long-term strategy, I just don't, I don't know how this could work.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a good thing to question. Like, will it work? But the the other thing that gets my mind is that. Um amc didn't amc theaters say they run out of money in the middle of january yep yeah i'm curious to see that's so short term i'm curious to see what happens there like i i think i talked about it i don't know if i talked about it in the podcast or not but i just it'd be so funny to see disney buy out amc and turn like every amc theater into like a disney hub
1: oh my gosh yeah we i think we've talked about it because i think it's either going to be disney amazon or apple or or apple i mean but even them like they don't have the giant library of content to keep producing in theaters whereas like disney and amazon have have movies and have shows or have other content that they could be releasing in theaters even netflix has movies pretty consistently that they could put out
0: oh no you don't turn it to a you don't turn it into like a theater experience you're turning it into like a a miniature park <laughs> kind oh. of where it's like you know it's like uh, the AMC in the next town over has got like you know Star Wars themed characters. Take your kids to take pictures with Darth Vader, blah, blah blah. Because I I was thinking about it is that Disney had to increase the prices for its annual pass holders. I think last year they like increased it like a ton of money because their parks are just too damn crowded. So how do you how do you like? How do you kind of change that and you just buy this theater hey in theater one there's going to be goofy if you want to see all the goofy content that could goofy your goofy mind out you know we got the the max's goofy movie or you got the goofy movie max's trip and blah 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 so you got theater one's all goofy theater two is everything donald duck you know everything from the hitler era i don't know
1: (laughs) (laughs) so you're saying disney should do away with Any kind of like theatrical experience, for the most part, and turn it into like a miniature uh, park experience to bring Disneyland to people. You could still have the theaters in there, but you're only
0: showing Disney stuff, you know. So you might have if you're talking about a theater, like a big one in a city. It's like, oh, this this theater has ten, no, has twenty sub theaters in it or twenty five. So you could turn five of those into, like, kitty corners, you know? You could turn another five of those into actual big stores so mom and, mom and Dad could go spend money in those big stores. And then 15 of those could be used to screen movies.
1: Ooh. That, that may be the way that theaters could evolve. Uh, but then you get into the whole Monopoly aspect of it all.
0: That's not a Monopoly.
1: It did... <laughs> but, it's, it's, well, it's, like it's in a different... The, the synergy, synergy is great
0: because what Disney already has a cruise line. What, what is, they don't
1: own a movie theater. I mean, I, okay. Well, yeah, they, if any studio to do that type of experience, they would be the only ones really, unless, unless you had like a physical Amazon store, uh, or a physical Apple store where all the seats are Chrome and there's just a pretentious person, in a a black tea trying to fix your device uh
0: yeah but amazon doesn't have like the smiley face as a character coming out like to be like you're gonna
1: buy from my store no
0: i'm gonna get goofy you know my kids are gonna go bowling with like luke skywalker like put a bowling alley in there you know bring the characters out what
1: (laughs) so it's it's really just turning them into disneyland stores with a minor focus on the on on movies
0: yes yes i i don't know how to respond to that completely but the answer is yes
1: okay okay
0: i'm just saying make it a mini like make it like a your neighborhood your neighborhood disney your your disney hub you know make it your mini disney hub
1: but then would that drive you as an adult away knowing that your theater's overrun with small children
0: well you're not gonna go there to go watch other movies you're gonna have to go to like regal cinemas to go watch all the other movies well if you or to go see you can watch them Disney at home film. john
1: yeah yeah
0: that's where it's all going that uh, like i think that's where it's all going the only way theaters really evolve is by doing something different i love the idea of dinner dinner in a movie but dinner in like the what is it growing up where i live is very um They have a lot of new things, so they test a lot of cool things with theaters here. I remember it was like, oh, you can order food at this movie theater, and they'd have like French fries and chicken tenders, mozzarella sticks, pizza, and you would you would like order it in the normal concession line, then wait like maybe ten to fifteen minutes for the actual food in a different line. It would come out. You did pickup order, Um, and it was it it was big for back then because no one was doing it uh you need to continue that like if i want to if i want to order like a like a burrito bowl or something like that i better get it from a you got to expand your options at this movie theater i don't want it to be like oh it's the football team it's the concessions at the football game at my local high school no it needs to be it needs to be upper echelon sir
1: <laughs> yeah that's fair cuz i don't want uh i don't want the football or the band kids parents serving my food
0: yeah like give me they're gonna have you're at that point movie theaters can't hire like 14 year olds to run their movie theaters because they're fucking 14 year olds and they don't care about anything or they do hire 14 year olds they just have better management imagine like if you're at a movie theater and you get like the cheesecake factory menu and you have to decide from that thing oh my gosh john
1: look i was the 16 year old dumb kid that they hired for my first job at a movie theater how was it don't you oh man it was terrible no i mean like having to go into theaters and clean up the enormous amount of messes that people would leave behind and the puke that i had to clean up once and just the complete disregard that people had for anything that was left in the theaters once they left the theater oh my gosh like it immediately introduced me to a dark side of humanity
0: oh no that's why i got you gotta get rid of kids gotta get rid of kids Kids, kids can't go into the pretentious theater. Only the Disney theater.
1: You must be this high to ride the theater.
0: You must be this high. Well, you know, you must be this high to visit this theater. And, and then you just gotta price gouge it out of your mind. This is this is the Disney. This is Disney echelon or, uh, oh. Apple could buy it, the movie theater, and then it'll be way expensive.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, like an enormous amount of markup when you could just go, like, stream the movie yourself. Yes. Uh,
0: yeah. I'm going to be paying $15 for a movie ticket to go watch it on a projector made 15 years ago. It's great. It's Apple all the way. Simple.
1: But it's vintage.
0: I, I It's like... When a MacBook Air costs eleven hundred dollars, but the parts in it to power is like a three hundred dollar like Chromebook, it's ridiculous.
1: Man, when I when I just built my PC for the first time and realized like if you put in the work yourself, how much more you can get out of it compared to what Apple charges for like a a shiny piece of Chrome, oh my gosh, I will never go back. Like I, what I put into my, uh, my PC is literally, uh, price wise worth something that's twice as much as like literally not even kidding, like twice as much as I paid for it. John's like, you can't put a price on love. (laughs) And you, and you built it (laughs) and you built it yourself. So it means more.
0: It means way more. Uh, we're getting towards the end of this podcast, which has kind of been all over the place, but that's good. We're just kind of free-forming it. Um, Apple does have a lot of money in uh, savings, and I don't know how much they've used that during COVID, but I remember, what was it, earlier? In early 2020, they had over, what was it, $280 billion like just in like holdings, which is kind of like in savings. And so I'm curious uh is is because they have apple tv no not apple tv but they have like the apple tv plus that's what it's called yeah um and then only has a few things on there but their content is slowly growing for their ecosystem i don't know how popular it's doing but i would imagine that with that kind of capital they are holding out either for that rainy day covid which is now basically over or they're trying to save it up to purchase anything do you think there is a smart purchase for them
1: no because i don't think they have enough content to back it right now i think i think if they were in um like disney or netflix's position with the amount of content in their library that'd be one thing but if they were to buy out a theater right now um one they would have to pour an enormous amount of money into revitalizing the the theaters themselves and and training the employees because you couldn't just pick it back up and and put it back where it was. I mean, we're still in the middle of a pandemic and it's not going to be a big source of revenue for quite a while. Um, so you need you need a company that has a catalog or a, a means of which to make revenue from it immediately. Um, and I, I, I just, I don't see Apple making that type of investment right now. I think they're probably more likely to integrated into like some kind of new product rather than a whole new experience um plus they don't have they don't have like the brand loyalty associated with content creation right now i mean if if you if you heard that apple was buying a theater to put out their their films i don't think you'd be as excited as if um as if disney said that they were buying a theater to put out their films um so i I just I think they're too new to the game to make any giant move like that.
0: No, I, I think I think uh, from my prediction, I think Apple's probably trying to wait to spend their money to do something of a of an Amazon type, because Amazon of all the movies with the streaming service, Amazon to me is the is the big kid that no one's talking about. Where sure, when you I have I have Amazon Prime, and when I go to Amazon Video. Yeah, there's some movies that I'm just like, uh, you know, I have to pay a little bit more to go see this or whatever. You know, like here's a, a movie. You know, it's it's kind of all over the place. Kind of like when Netflix first uh, got popular, people were like, man, there's all these movies from like China or like or like Spain, and you're like, I guess I'm watching this movie. I kind of feel like that way with Amazon, but it's Amazon. You could you can use your your Prime you can use your Amazon prime account to like order stuff super quick from their warehouse. You can use it to sub sub to someone on Twitch. Like you have so many options with Amazon prime and it's just so crazy to me like that company and how huge it is and that it has a streaming service. Uh, yeah, that's, that's for me. Like I, I imagine Apple trying to integrate a part of its, a part of its, uh, uh, business model was something that is not so much towards entertainment but something towards consumer goods
1: yeah and it would it would really just have to I think change drastically and be something maybe like a type of like a result would have to be something we didn't expect right now Um, just I I just I don't see how Apple could make a lot of profit off of (gasps) the way theaters are right now oh you have an idea
0: or not Amazon Apple is gonna come out with a robot. It's gonna be called iRobot. Ah!
1: Are, are you proud of that one?
0: Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's gonna be like it's gonna be like the movie iRobot with Will Smith. It's gonna have Sonny. It's gonna be great.
1: Oh my gosh! Or they're gonna make uh, an
0: iCar. They're just going in that direction. You're gonna have your your Apple hook up to this robot and stuff like that. It's gonna be and that and Sunny looks like something
1: Apple would make. Or if you wanted a friend, you could make iCarly.
0: No, I, I don't think you I don't think it was very responsible you to drag Miranda Cosgrove in, in this. I don't know what her last name is. Cosgrove. Miranda Cosgrove?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cosgrove. No, I'm I'm proud of that joke and I, I will stand by it.
0: I mean, I'd rather have the brother than iCarly.
1: I mean or was it Fred? Fred was the friend. Yeah? He was the one with the camera. I liked him. Yeah? Okay.
0: I, 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 I like the brother because he was like, what was it? It's called like Chaotic Neutral or something like that.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, oh, hey, what is that? And He's like, Milkshake? And there's a giant ostrich standing right behind him.
0: Yeah, I, I, can, I can dig it, you know. <laughs> it sounds like both of us are not for iCarly, just the things associated with iCarly. I'm no, so I sorry, just, Miranda Cosgrove.
1: I was just trying to make a dumb apple joke, and we now we've taken this way too far.
0: I mean... I did not trivialize a little kid to be an Apple product.
1: But it's a person like her. It's not even a kid itself. No, you're right. There's no child labor laws associated with it. There's no child labor.
0: Yeah, everyone. If you buy an R. Carly, you get yourself a a 15-year-old girl.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. It's, it's like having a Tamagotchi. There's there's no real responsibility.
0: Uh, John, in this world, there's no way the iCarly product will... You know, in Japan it might sell well, but that's you know, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> Keep it away from Kevin Spacey, please. Oh, God. Oh, God. Bad, full circle. Anyways, uh, looking forward to 2021. We're excited. Uh, we're excited to do more reviews, at least for this channel. So, you know, with all the new shows coming out, that is a definite... So we are definitely excited. We're hoping to the this COVID-19 thing, the light is at the end of the tunnel with all the vaccine stuff coming out. So, you know, hopefully uh some point we'll things will return to normal. And uh yeah. We hope everyone has a a great 2021 and we look forward to the future. The but...
1: future.
0: Future. <laughs> future alright bye
1: everyone bye